Like, <laughs> first of all, ain't nobody think of Rosa Parks being a jailbird. So, like, let's not. <laughs> I don't even acknowledge that she went to jail. I didn't even <laughs> like, know she got arrested. She got taken to the big house. Why are you trying to bring that part of her history onto a motherfucking T-shirt? That sounds crazy. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mandatory Adults. I am here with a guest, our second guest. I'm so freaking excited. This is one of my besties for the resty of my life. Her name is Sierra Robinson, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear our story and hear her story and why she is so fucking amazing and doing the damn thing as a black designer. So make sure that you guys tune in on this episode. We have actual video this time. I know, fucking crazy. We're definitely going to add it to our TikTok, so follow us at mandatory adults at tiktok all one word and mando.pod on instagram so that you can see our beautiful faces and live in this moment with us so here is black as fuck with sierra robinson hi everyone welcome back to mandatory adults i'm so excited for this episode i am joined with one of my best friends in the entire world sierra robinson and we are going to talk about what it's like being a black woman in general being black in the office the black experience and obviously our modeling experience that we just had with a company that shall not be named but it's pretty easy to find (laughs) but i'm so excited to dive into this episode one i would love for you to give like a little background about yourself who are you how old are you what do you do um and yeah so let's let's just get started yeah i'm sierra robinson um me and kome became friends for working at the company we shall not name. Um, <laughs> um, I am a men's fashion designer. Um, I graduated school at Marist College. I'm currently 25, which is scary to say, but like it's fucking okay. terrifying. As we embrace getting older, we embrace the change and all of that. Um, and yeah, I am currently in the Midwest. Um, Yikes! Currently, <laughs> I'm originally from Jersey, and we rep the state of Jersey. So. Yes, the Jersey Queens. We love it. Jersey girl. So, um, well, one, when we became friends, like we hit it off so fucking quickly. Like, I don't think I've ever connected with someone that quickly in my life. Like, it was just like instantaneous, like, we're gonna be friends because our experience in the Midwest was fucking wild. Uh, we became friends during COVID. And we were, like, quarantining, but, like, also trying to be, like, the young, fresh, hot-looking women that we are. And it was just a lot. So I feel like our shared trauma is very much bonded us. Yes. <laughs> but- literally. And we, we just had similar stories, too. Like, I even remember, yes. like, when we first started, like, hanging out. Also, too, we were the only two Black people hired in our group. The only two. Um, so that was, like, uh, mayday, mayday. And I remember when we first started <laughs> hanging out, like, we literally would, like, meet up at a coffee shop or something and like talk for like hours like talk hours for, like, eight like six seven eight hours and we just be like oh like the place is closing we have to go <laughs> no, no don't wait. they would literally be stacking chairs around us and we're like oh we gotta leave and we'd be in like a <laughs> conversation about like i don't even fucking know but like that's how deep it was so and they'd be like yeah like you've been here all day like get like get, get out <laughs> 
my god, oh, literally. Oh, I, I miss you so much. It's so hard being away from her, you guys. Like, oh I'm god. dying. But thankful. speaking of being away from each other, we've already made a trip this year. We're so freaking excited. We're going to the Roots Picnic Part 2. Roots Picnic Part and, 2, baby. Oh my god, let's dive, let's dive into the Roots Picnic because I feel like that is just like such a fucking fun conversation to have. So, tea on the Roots Picnic. It was not what we expected, but it was super fun. And I don't remember, I think, did I find it or did you find it? I don't fucking remember. But I remember being like, we should just, like, get the tickets. Like, who cares? Yeah, like, what, yeah. whatever will happen will happen and, like, we'll make it work. And um, I think we had, like, sent it into group chat and nobody was responding. But Charlotte did. Charlotte responded. Well, was like, yes, I'll be there. Oh, no, so no. it was nice to finally be, like, the, the non-minority, like, group. Like, it was just us. And then, like, Charlotte was, like, the odd man out. So that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> for the first time but yeah so roots picnic was in philly yeah. and you know philly way more than i do so just like take it away what was yeah. your experience I mean, how did you feel i mean god thank god we were where we were at because a couple blocks over they were getting ba 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 um so, <laughs> because um yeah like that was scary to where like friends were like oh my god yeah like there was a shooting on like south street and we're like okay we were literally three blocks from there so let's not literally that. but yeah it was like super fun i feel like we both mutually like saw it and then like you really wanted to go for yeba and i was like oh my gosh all these other people and like i had known people who had lived in the past and i'm like oh my gosh music festival we all deserve this like let's do a road yes. trip stay at my house don't have to pay for like room and board literally my dad will drive us like it'll be cute um and it was like so much fun like I'm so excited we're going back this year because I'm like oh my gosh like it was just so cute to like be at a festival it was my first festival too like I'd never been to yes. one and I was like okay that was definitely a learning experience because good god like you are <laughs> the first day we were like let's go on time we want to see all these people we like, were there early we got there early there was the liquor where was that drunk a little bit and then just like Girl. around aimlessly and we were like oh my gosh like we kind of need to sit down but we didn't bring blankets so then we had to like sit on the the grass and i'm like okay like i have like the dirt the dirt I'm like, I have butt, but like okay like i need to sit um but it was like so much fun like just like the vibes and everything i like loved literally every like 15 minutes they were doing like before i let go and like the candy yes candy dance and stuff and i was like okay like this is lit like these are vibes um and then definitely day two i feel like we got into the groove of like let's go get a motherfucking blanket period yes. let's get we blanket. need a nap because we are tired as <laughs> we need a collective nap we were like passed out too we were, like, wow. we were like guys we're gonna pop a squat and then we're gonna wake up and Keisha <laughs> Cole's gonna be on and it's gonna be <laughs> yes. and we're gonna be vibing on our little <laughs> um but it was so much fun and I'm so excited for us to be going again this year like yes vibes Oh my god, I'm so fucking excited. First of all, your dad, true MVP. Like, the yeah. first night was rough, but, like, I am so proud of him. Like, he was irking when I was like, sir, badge are, of honor. we are in the exact same spot that you picked us up at, and he's calling me on the phone being like, I don't see you. Where are you? Where are you? And I'm like, oh my god, like. No, the way that you were like, drop a pin, dad. He's like, what is that? Like, where is the pin? I was like, you cannot help being, like, a careless father right now. Like, you are, so, like. You don't know what a pin is? You've had an iPhone for how many years? And he's like, what is that? And I'm like, oh my God, we're going to die out here. We're going to die. We're going to die by this damn park. And oh let's, let's pick a bench because we may be sleeping out here. Like, he was seriously <laughs> but he eventually found us and oh, i was not in the car and he was like okay sorry and i was like we were at the same place like, we, like, we did not move 
the world needs to know I was right and you were oh driving God. around aimlessly for no reason. Like, oh For my God. no reason. Oh my God. And poor Charlotte was literally in like a bikini top. And she's like, I'm freezing. She's like, I must have died. She's literally getting hypothermia. Oh, oh my God. That was so, so fucking funny. That was so Girl, funny. I, I love the Roots picnic. That was such a fucking experience. I am still pissed off at Yeba. Yeba, if you're watching this, where were you? There was no message. There was no there was cancellation. No you just did not show up. And, and I like, was no tea, no shade. Too, being like, is she sick? Like, maybe she put it on her story. There was nothing. So, like, nothing. Yeba, answer. Yeba, literally. I'm like, okay, maybe the black people did not send her the actual invite. <laughs> like, maybe they just put her name down and fucking clickbaited me to buy the fucking ticket because that's what it was. And she was aware. And also, too, the the podcast that we saw, the podcast you really want to go to, oh, theirs was like one of the yes. highlights for me. It was so funny. Highlight. So I'm so glad you guys loved it. It was so much fun. I was like, my brother was like, um, are you like at a show where they're showing you how to suck dick? And I was like, Okay, yes. Like, <laughs> if you were here, you would get it. Like, it was if you were, Yes, if you know, you know. So we, so we um, there was two of my favorite people, obviously, Yeba, but then the podcast that I love listening to called Horrible Decisions. They were one of, like, the headliner podcasts, so they had, like, the longest slot time, um, and they had their own podcast stage. It was so much fun. It was so nice to see them in person. I wish it was longer. Like, they could have gone on forever. It, gone it, was on longer. it was so fucking funny. Oh my God. And girl, fucking tea. I totally forgot about this. So you remember the two guys that were being super fucking extra yes. at the show? Like they had the signs. They were like yelling, smack her ass. Like, dude, like just being way too fucking much. So fucking they were twins. First of all, they were twins. And they have a YouTube and a podcast where they were like talking shit about horrible decisions. Because girl yes and it's because basically they were invited to be on the show because they're like yeah support black creators blah 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 i don't even know what the fuck their podcast is about they sound like two dummies in my opinion but for some reason they have an audience a small audience and they're like oh my god yeah like we want to be like on the horrible decisions podcast so they go to new york they're not even from new york i think they're from like virginia or something Mm. they go to new york they try and film their podcast And I think one of them came off on the wrong foot and they said something in the terms of like the two girls were like against each other. And they were like, no, like this is a company. Like we're not on that. Right. And they just cut it. They were like, no, we're not recording with you. So they were basically talking shit about them choosing to not record with them because they did something fucked up. Like it was, it was crazy. And they're like, yeah, we were the only ones who supported you guys. We were the only ones like throwing it up at the Roots picnic. And like, we flew there for you. It's like, there was a bunch of people there and they were the most annoying. There were a bunch of people there and <laughs> they almost seemed at one point like they were taunting them being like, well, yes, look at me, look at me. Everyone else, like we're yeah. all vibing, enjoying it. And they were doing so much where it's like, listen, you're right in the front. Like they see you and they like acknowledge them a couple times. Yes. Like, you could even tell that the hosts were uncomfortable. They're like, okay. Yeah, they were like, like, can you stop? Like, can you stop? Like this, we have to include everybody body we're doing all this other yeah shit. like they were so annoying yes and it's like this they're a sex podcast but like they were just like being belligerently like disrespectful belligerent. and they were like if you're gonna talk like at least talk about what we're doing like don't just like right. yell profanities at us to like it was just it was fucking stupid and weird but like i saw that and i was like what like that's weird um but yeah roots picnic was fucking bomb oh, minus uh not having alcohol for the first whole day yeah, you guys it's that? 9 a.m to 11 o'clock at night they had no alcohol they didn't even get their liquor license approved you guys i don't know how the fuck you throw a whole of it and not have your liquor license approved they didn't even have cold water so we were just so, sipping lukewarm water and to where like, and, uh, the the waiter people were like standing there and we're all like hey like we got like live nation like yeah pink 
strawberry pink whatever <laughs> give me the pink drink and they're like yeah we have to wait until the thing gets approved and like the water stations are clean and we're like what the oh fuck? yeah that's right they didn't have wash stations they didn't, have, they didn't stations. have wash stations i was like huh like and so you can't give me a cup i'll you know what i will put my hand in that dirty ass ice and pour myself like we're about what? to climb over like, the counter to be like uh i will pour the liquor myself like, really, like it's not that serious and we're like that was yeah, such like, a hot mess it was such a fucking hot mess yes but i love the fact that it was like a multi-level thing even though it was a trek going up two of those Holy hills trek. it was like one is like the main stage the second one was like all shaded and the one on top had like a couple separate like sections so that was really cool and like you could see the whole city of philly it was gorgeous, it was gorgeous. now the only other thing i wanted to mention on <laughs> was the food at the end of the night because like we're just excited like we just wanted to do everything so we did we did literally everything and then we were like okay we actually need to eat the lines were at least like an hour and a half long i don't know how we didn't pass out from dehydration from like not eating anything like the lines were so fucking long and then on top of that when you finally got the food some of it was like kind of subpar and you're just like Nasty. i should have went to the other place that was like a two-person wait but i didn't think to do that because there were so like it's like that like crowd mentality where like if a bunch of people's waiting at one place you want to go there because you think it's going to be good yeah don't do that roots picnic <laughs> if there's a place that's open go get the food that's fucking open like <laughs> It's gonna be worth it because then we ended up getting um them hard ass cheese steaks where the it was like from this um older Italian lady and I swear she's bitch the Nona the, the literal Nona bro, like what is this the bread was so hard we've been it was waiting so hard it was like our basically our first meal as Mary yeah. Jane just performing because her ass was late and I was like girl she was like an hour and a half late an hour and a half late. <laughs> okay we gotta eat at some point so we're gonna be listening to yeah. her trying to eat this hard ass cheese cheesesteak with like the the cheese is barely melted like the steak is actually hard i'm like girl steak was cold is? bread was hard like, and on top of that they had like their 80 year old nona serving the food and like she could barely understand english so like you're just like give me whatever like give, give me, me give it give it to me how you're gonna like shaking. i don't even I know like, oh my god and also she didn't have gloves on she was eating while she was serving she us the food like she <laughs> i was like what is she doing she was, she was like food. taking fries she was, as she was and i was like either they have nona working like 12 hours a day which honestly i wouldn't put it past them because <laughs> <laughs> she was in food on the side of her mouth as if like she'd been on her feet for 10 years for 10 years i was like ma'am you can take a break like it's not that go like I'm, I'm pretty sure i saw her take a piece of my cheesesteak out and put it in her mouth as she was giving me the sandwich like there's no <laughs> way like she was being so quick with it and sneaky and i'm like ma'am take a break <laughs> Like, the station isn't going to break down because you're not there. Like, it's going to be okay. And then they had, like, a 12-year-old frying Oreos. Do you remember that? Like, it was... Oh, oh my god yeah that that whole station there was so much to unpack i was like, <laughs> was like so work for her life. they have this little boy who's like you know it's your time you gotta step up for the company you need to start frying these oreos and prove yourself fry them now and fry them quick because oh my god that was a well-oiled machine over like, oh it was god. it was a well-oiled machine and it was not fucking worth the like 25 dollars we spent for that fucking cheese steak oh my, oh my god, god. so mary j blige super fucking late but she did the damn thing she did um and thing. then someone um, the was like burying her anti-social bag on like sunday where we were like okay oh my that yes that part that part she had technical difficulties and then yes. when she started singing she literally had the biggest attitude like i'm just gonna do my ballads and y'all are gonna love it regardless like 
she there was no crowd interaction there was there was nothing it's like she did not want to be there and everyone was like oh my god so we did like she's so like no like she was not yeah. it like it was, was not that engaging i was no, like girl you need to do a not list. at all and then keisha cole had like 30 seconds to perform because they were running behind yeah when in actuality they should have just let her perform longer if you knew that person was not there it was like, like why swv and like music soul child which i thought they all sounded really good but they had yes for like 10 15 minutes and i'm like wait these people have like such a catalog you could have them at least for yes each like it was crazy. yes like we literally like went to the bathroom which is like roughly like a five to like six minute trek to and back from the bathroom and like keisha cole was already done was we gone. were like what like she just got on like are you kidding me like and i just then i was in love and now like she's done and we're on to the next person and now she's literally walking off stage with her fucking bedazzled pink like <laughs> like where did she go Where'd she go? Oh my god! I will say the best of the best was definitely uh, Jasmine Sullivan. Best oh my god, best. that was, was so good. She also had technical difficulties, but she fucking made it work. Like it worked. was amazing. It was excellent, and that was when we were sitting behind that guy who was like, "We heard uh, way too much about his life story." We we're like, "Sir, Jasmine Sullivan's about to go on. I don't need to hear your, your <laughs> difficulties of growing up mixed and the white people didn't like you and the black people didn't like you. You're doing literally. What are you? You're oh, adding." Black festival. Like, what are you talking about? Like, oh my! Like she's uh, she's in the middle of riffing the best riff she's ever had. And he's like, you know, I'm just not accepted in either one of the categories. It's like you're at a black <laughs> festival, sir. Like, what are you talking about? You're what literally you at the picnic. <laughs> so loud, and I'm like, okay, next time we'll bring a blanket. We'll have like some space in between, so we're not wedged in between these people having this Period. fucking conversation. Like, oh my god! Not to mention the angry ass aunties that were next to us on the first day that they had the biggest fucking blanket and only took up maybe like 20% of the blanket. And they would get mad that people were stepping on their fucking blanket. I'm like, right. you're on the ground. You're on someone, the ground. Someone is going to step on that blanket. And then when they did, they literally would get an attitude and like move their blanket over. Or like if you sat like near their blanket, they'd be like, excuse me, like this is taken. I'm like, it, like go you know what go listen to it in your fucking minivan like you're doing the absolute most it like, was you're so disrespectful ground. like you're you're on the you're ground. in grass baby like this is not like fucking like four-star ass like hotel experience no right now. Like, like we're literally not allowed to take chairs with us so everyone is on the ground like yeah. what makes you think someone's not gonna walk on your blanket like no literally. oh my god that was that was so fucking annoying so we were literally sitting our asses in the dirt that was lovely that was and then lovely. it got super fucking cold and charlotte was about to get hypothermia poor girl and it was still fun but um highly highly recommend it they supposedly have a three-day event now but i'm pretty sure our tickets were still the two-day event i'm very confused i think it was the two-day because they think the dave Chappelle show was on friday and that was the separate that's why they were the third day that was where i think it's just like that show at night and then the yeah the saturday and sunday so i think we're still good okay love that oh my god but yeah so fucking excited um i wish we could bring in like our own booze that'd be even better but whatever also they don't really check like your bags or anything they all they like have like a whole fucking list of all the things you can't bring and a very small list of the things that you can bring they do not care bring a fanny pack carry your blanket carry a fucking this time around i'm gonna like we're gonna bring a blanket we're gonna like comfortably prepared i'm even probably gonna bring like sneakers or some shit and like really be like okay guys. yeah like like a a change of clothes a little bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely because they were so dilly dally about that they were like it has to be a clear bag this and we're like all these people are bringing like just regular duffels of shit like literally we can't take professional photography which is like 
why but okay (laughs) um i'm trying to think if there's anything else that i'm forgetting oh my those nasty ass toilets yep like clockwork i was like that's first of all else i'm thinking of those nasty ass toilets thinking about it makes me want to vomit like it was 9 a.m you guys and i had to piss okay we've been walking around the grounds for like 30 minutes and i was like you know what nothing's open let me go pee me and sierra go to the bathroom and i was like what like what like the way that i was like who takes used porta potties and brings them to an event with thousands of people? Like I thought, when you have porta potties, it's already cleaned, it's ready for someone to fuck it up. No, they were pre fucked up, and it was nasty. <laughs> it was so disgusting. I literally wanted to die. I was like, I will never be using these porta potties again. And then, fun fact, you don't even know like where everything is because it's like your first time there. They have actual bathrooms up on the hill. Yeah, but you gotta climb. You gotta climb up the hill and fucking get out of breath before you even see those. So us using the porta potties was a fucking joke on us what the fuck that's what that was and then when we were waiting oh for that God. nasty ass food that the old lady was making i was like okay like i gotta pee like the porter party's right here i'm not gonna go hike up the hill again <laughs> the horror sight that i saw in that bathroom <laughs> i mean like think of every it's almost like um being in daddy daycare when eddie murphy like opens the door and you yes! mind just goes crazy because what it is and it's just dookie coming from everything that's what the porter potty was dookie vomit piss shit everything in one toilet i was like you can use it how are people coming in here what are they just like aiming for the best like you yeah even sit down it was, it was such a sight um it was I'm disgusting like, to be honest like i don't think I'm it was so fucking nasty oh my god i wouldn't wish that upon my worst that shit was never disgusting. i would not wish that upon my worst fucking enemy bitch oh my god, oh my god. Fucking awful. that's it's treacherous that's what it is so it's like literally <laughs> if, you see a, <laughs> if you see a porta potty look for anything else just don't do it like you're better <laughs> going in a corner near a tree to be honest like you're so bad <laughs> oh my god but we're super, <laughs> we're super excited about roots picnic part two um oh my god who let me let me look at the lineup because i already fucking forgot but let me see exactly who was playing this Lauren year Hill is like one of the headliners which we're excited about but also she's notoriously late and they were hella late last year so i'm a little i'm a little <sighs> clutching my pearls because i'm like girl you need to yeah well, yeah and that was the thing they were like two or three hours behind you guys like it was yeah. bad it like was at the beginning of the day you're fine middle of the day you'll start to see how far behind they are it's like, it's fucking crazy they, we were watching the schedule like you know as everyone was going on so i'm like hopeful that this year maybe with the extra day they'll like get it together they'll have more people yeah. on it but lauren hill's notoriously late so she better get on damn because girl we're not playing with you yes also fucking i love lauren hill she's absolutely amazing her estate is like really fucking tricky like with like licensing and stuff like we can never do her wow. for licensing so i wonder if she is gonna have any kind of merch because they usually have merch there for like each performer right. But their merch wasn't that good last year. And I'm like, I can't tell if this is like the Roots Picnic merch or if this is like their actual like um, artist merch. You know what I mean? And I think it was Roots Picnic merch. I think so it like, was Roots Picnic last year because it definitely yeah. go on some of the people's website. Like Jasmine Sullivan stuff is like better than the shirts that we got last Way year. Way better? Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. So, but it should That's... be like Lauren Hill. I think like Ari Lennox, so I'm super excited to see. I love yes! Ari Lennox. So excited to hear City Girls. Like, they have a lot of, like, City young girls. girls like that, which I'm excited about because definitely, like, Finally. Of, like, older R- R&B and stuff, which yes. is cool. But, like, City Girls, Saucy Santana, Lucky Day. Yes. Like, 
all of those, which I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Like we about to be yes. yes. Girl, they have Eve and Busta Rhymes. Eve and Busta Rhymes, fucking. Are um, you kidding me? They have like Mary Mary gonna get my gospel on. Yes, Mary Mary. Yeah. Oh my god, last year they had Kirk Franklin, but he was he was like at the very beginning of the day, so nobody even realized he was there. Which well, kind of sucks, but I could hear him in the background. That was nice. We were gonna probably waiting for the bathroom, to be honest. Like we were definitely waiting for the bathroom. We were definitely waiting oh for the bathroom. Oh, oh, the one other like bonus to that was like the Toyota, whatchamacallit? it the toyota tent yeah that was bomb that was we got bomb. a pretzel we got merch like it was great they were like yeah just like do go through the app and like click on us we're like done like that was really nice yeah i will say like the pop-up stuff that they had was really cool because they did have a lot of free shit which was nice girl podcasts they have charlamagne the god and lip service with angela Yee. they have like oh more legit people this year maybe last year was, like, they did <laughs> They were legit people, for sure. Like, seeing Charlamagne in real life, um, I'm excited, but also scared. Problematic? Problematic as fuck, but, like, we'll be there, and no. I'll be like, yeah, Charlamagne's here, I guess. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, just, like, just like low-key videoing, like, yeah, yeah, I guess it's Charlamagne. Like, I guess, I guess it's Charlamagne. There, I guess. Like, yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to go curse him out, like, do it now. Like. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> wants to go curse him out. I'm so excited. Okay, so Ruth's Picnic, so, so lit, so excited. Um, it's in Philly, so be there, be square. We'll be there at her parents' yeah. house, throwing it up. Her par- Your parents, by the way, are so amazing. I'm obsessed with them. They are the absolute best. Like, I literally was about to be like, hey, what's your address so I can send your parents, like, a thank you note and, like, a little gift basket? Because they were the best. They were amazing. Little Santina. Santina little Weenie Santina. was so yeah, cute. They're the loudest so people on the planet, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> they're so they're so much but oh love my god but they're so happy no, to like amazing which i was like yeah like they're coming they're like okay and i'm like <laughs> yeah they're coming <laughs> oh my god i'm definitely gonna bring a gift basket this time because they were oh, amazing. so nice oh my god. so on the conversations of roots picnic and like icons and artists what do you think first of all two two major things that we can just get out the way one beyonce's new album and two rihanna's Beyonce. super bowl i mean what to say, Beyonce's new what album to say. was my most listened to album last year, which honestly, I'm not shocked, but I am a little shocked because I feel like when Renaissance first came out, I like listened to it, but then it took me like a few times to be like, wait, 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 like yeah. it's excellent, but it was one of my most like top listened to albums. So it's like, what to even fucking say? Um, yes. I mean, she's the go. I, am I mad about her not winning album of the year? Absolutely fucking yes. Because- <laughs> Guys, I love Harry Styles. I, I do. I do think that man is talented. But let's be clear: the album that's shaking the table. I'm sorry, it's Renaissance. Like I'm. I'm yes. sorry. Sorry, it is. Like yes. I'm. Period. Come on, come on. But it's excellent. Yes, it's absolutely excellent. It is. It is absolutely excellent. I did the exact same thing with Renaissance. Like I listened to it and I was like, okay, I have like one song that I like, and then I had to keep listening to it for me to be like, no, I'm in love with this album. Like this album is oh. everything. And I love the fact that she even included like, this is for the gays. Like this was all inspired by drag shows and gay nightclubs and like I she acknowledged it. it. She wasn't just being like, yeah, I made it and it's really cool. Like she's yeah. like, no, I know where it came from and I know what I was referencing and I did the damn thing. Yes. And, that's, about and that's like the but thing. But seriously, that's like the thing with Beyonce, where like people say she's overrated. Which I'm like, guys, mm-hmm. like she's very popular and like she's this amazing artist. But like, mm-hmm. there is a craftsmanship there that is unlike any other. Like that's why yes. she is the celebrity of celebrities because this woman Queen is not me. putting out bad fucking anything she's not putting out bad music she's not putting out bad her documentary like it's a reason why like she sets the standards so high that it's almost like Mm -hmm. how does she even level herself up so so i'm like guys like 
overrated like you don't like her music that's one thing like overrated like this woman like she just is so like the hand the craftsmanship is like out of this world like she it's out of this world the research she grabs all these people like it's just so amazing like she has t.s madison on there she's like it is this dedication like to this queer community that she's kind of a part of and it's just amazing like it's yes it's so beautiful so fucking good girl it's so beautiful i'm obsessed with it the way that i've been trying to get my family into it like you guys are like so behind right now like you have to listen to my mom just being like it's cute and i'm like (laughs) it's cute i'm like man literally like the way that i'm like okay they're not gonna get into it until it gets on the radio we get it but at the same time like Oh, like just you just have to take it in and me and my brother we got to like spend a week together like just the two of us it was amazing and he I made him listen to the whole album I was like I'm listening to this yes. entire album I'm not listening to whatever the hell you want to listen to like this is amazing no joke he was like we were in the car and he stopped and he was like replay that one more time and he replay. I replayed it and he was like hold the fuck up my brother's in his like mid-30s by the way and he was like I know exactly where she sampled that from because my brother also makes music and I was like what that's a sample like where she sample it from he was like it's from this old school Louisiana like deep roots hip-hop music that was on YouTube back in my day like it was some shit that like I like to listen to and then he played it and I was like Oh my God, she really did just get this from like a super small creator that like made her music in Louisiana and like took that, sampled it on one of her new albums. And I was like, that is amazing just to see like the different generations connecting to it, even though it's not music they would actually listen to. They're like, oh my God, like she's a fucking genius. Like she's, it's amazing. I love it. It's fucking everything. I personally wanted to have this conversation because it's like every person that's not black always has an opinion, especially on black music. And one of my biggest pet peeves is hearing white girls being like, oh my God, church girl is my shit. Like I love church girl. And I'm like, Stop. It's not for you. It's not, it's for, not you. for you. You do not get it. But I appreciate the love. Like, oh it's my- not for you. If you didn't grow up with you wanting to dress up for Halloween and your dad telling you, uh, this absolutely is not. Day, like, if you didn't grow up with wanting, if liking Harry Potter, and your dad being like, why are you praising that witchcraft and wizardry? You, <laughs> you don't get to jam to church, girl. Because I was no. like a church, I guess, entertaining heathen activities. Meanwhile. <laughs> my regular life but because you grew up mad fucking religious and yeah i did just right. want to shake my ass you're right yeah, i did just want to shake my ass absolutely <laughs> absolutely oh my god like they'll, they'll never get it they will never fucking get it because it's like your parents will always let you listen to the shit like that our parents we were already sexualized so like white girls just like bipping bopping to like black music is like nothing but black girls doing it is a problem like it's such obviously a it's fucking crazy it is and then okay rihanna's super pregnant rihanna super bowl with fucking uh asap rocky's second baby like what a shock what i thought she she, like yeah i love the outfits you know people were like okay she wasn't like giving that much energy but then also yeah rihanna is not beyonce like this is you know to connect the two it's rihanna yeah rihanna like she's never been known to be doing all the like gakada gakada like Beyonce is going to like be giving you choreography. She's going to be out of breath. Yes, to hear it. And Rihanna's good. Like you know, she's you know gorgeous. She has the Fenty line. She's like pushing that. She's also mm-hmm. pregnant. So like, what were we expecting her to do? To be honest, Literally. on that floating beam on the square was enough. I'm, I'm that sure was- she was doing that. 
That was enough. I was like, girl, I was like, what insurance plan do you have? Because I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that. And then they zoomed out and I'm like, she's really on this floating fucking beam. Like, girl, can the baby feel that you're on this floating fucking beam right now? Like, because the baby's on a roller coaster. (laughs) I don't think that's safe. I'm pretty sure that was a health hazard. I'm pretty sure her doctor was like, you cannot be above 10 feet off the ground. And she's like, well, I'm going to be 40. Rihanna, be on solid ground, bitch. And she's like, no, nope. <laughs> yes. I, I, I can't do a, much of a two-step, but you know what? I will be floating. Um, I, I will be floating in the air. That was fucking I, will. I was like, damn. That girl. was insane. And the way that, like, the whole time, like, I didn't even think that she was pregnant. I was like, oh, it's like post-baby body. Because nobody yeah. understands, like, no one knows the timeline of these celebrities. Like, I feel like their kids grow up way faster than, like, kids around us grow up. And so I was like, she, like, just had the baby, right? So that's, like, baby weight. And then she, like, rubbed her belly, and I was like, Oh, she's pregnant again. Pregnant. Like, is the baby even one? Like, what? Like, I know. That's I, crazy. I was like, oh, maybe she just like, you know, is looking like she just didn't lose a baby weight. Like, that's fine. Right. Um, and yeah. then she was, like, she was like, oh, like second baby. And I'm like, oh, wait, didn't you just pop out the first one? <laughs> Literally. Didn't that just happen? Didn't you just release like a fucking uh, magazine cover photo shoot right. for you being pregnant? And then all of a sudden we're like. Huh? Like, right. what happened? Her and ASAP but, into it, I guess. So, oh my god. Also, did you hear the like hilarious meme of like everybody wanted like a guest with Rihanna, and she was like, "Yeah, the guest was Fenty Beauty." Yes, I was like, "Yes, yes ma'am." The yes, ma'am. Which like can't be mad at it. I mean, like you're supposed right. to, like, I just find it funny that people were like, "Oh my god, this is like her gonna be announcing new music." Like she's been teetering on it. She's been nope. saying stuff, and then she was like, "Just fucking kidding, bitch." A new lipstick. Come on, <laughs> new lipstick. Support, Fenty Empire. <laughs> So I just like find it funny. She's like, guys, she's not giving the auntie was it. Like that was it. She's done. Like she's baby mama life. At at this point, we can hope that maybe the babies will just be musical prodigies like her and like the babies will get into music. That's what we can hope. Honestly. 15 years down the line, a teen Rihanna babies, like they'll start doing like like their mama. So that's what we can hope. Maybe. Girl, maybe. Also, did you see, speaking of the Super Bowl, did you see Blue Ivy was at the Super Bowl? Why is she, like, grown up now? And also, like, now she looks just like Beyonce. Like, when she was little, she looked just like Jay-Z. We were like, that's Jay-Z's baby. But now she looks... Oh my god! Like identical to Beyonce, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, look, how she old is she so now? Cool. Like when she was, oh my um, god, when she was like telling Jay Z, "Like, okay, take my picture like this," and I'm yes. like, oh my "God!" Like, I guess you are yes. like a little tween. Like, you're a little tween. I think she's it's literally crazy. my niece's age, like eleven, like, maybe. Oh my god, that's scary. And way more accomplished than the rest of us. I mean, she's like Grammy fucking winning, Grammy nominated. I'm like, I mean, how much literally have Beyonce as your mom? You know, like. How how the other half live? How the Truly. other half live? Beyonce as your mom, Brianna as your mom. It's like God, God, like <laughs> can't compete. I can't cannot compete. compete. Meanwhile, I'm just grasping at straws to get Jonathan Majors. Like, <laughs> like please, oh, that is so good looking. He's so please. Bad. Speaking of Jonathan Majors, I just got back from watching Creed three. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Oh my God, it's so fucking good. First of all, their bodies yum my mom the entire time was like hitting me she was like oh my god like look at their bodies i was like i know that's why i wanted to see this movie it's so good it's amazing directed by michael b jordan produced by sylvester stallone and jonathan majors is in it like how much better could he get so So good highly recommend uh men being men the only time i accept it truly (laughs) (laughs) i'm a black guy yeah how I want to yeah, watch yeah. yeah. That's how I want to watch black men getting fucked up. Like <laughs> that's the only way I accept it. Oh god, no, but really. Love Jonathan Majors. Speaking of like icons and whatnot, 
Who is, give me like, you can give me more than two, but men and women, your black icons and why? Like, who do you look up to, Sierra? God, oh my God. Black icons and why? I mean, oh my God. Men and women, men and women, okay. I mean, I guess like Viola Davis is definitely like, she is, I mean, like sometimes when I'm like really like bored or like need motivation, I'll go back and like listen to her like Emmy winning speech, her Oscar speech, because that woman like, Yes, she's, like, one of the best actresses, I think, of, like, our time. But mm-hmm. she has such a way with words. Like, yes, she, she's just, like, so powerful. Like, when she speaks, like, you just listen. Um, and also, too, um, How to Get Away with Murder, like, one of my favorite shows. Why is your yes. dead girl's phone? I'm so- <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the most iconic lines of television. <laughs> Every time I watch that scene, I'm like, here it comes. Why is your penis phone? I mean... <laughs> It's it's genius. It's genius writing. She delivered genius. it so geniusly. Um, like that woman's the goat. And then I'm trying to think for like one for a guy. Um, a guy. guy, guy. <laughs> Ugh, it's like, do we like love like anybody? <laughs> no, if you don't, that's totally fine. No, seriously, that's totally fine. I like mean, that's probably, a statement like, within itself. I mean, probably who's also like one of my crushes, but someone I love, like John Boyega. Like I ride yes. for him. Like so good, and like most of the things I did. Also, like Daniel Kaluuya. Like I love. Yes. I'm like a nope apologist. Like I loved him and nope. He was so good. Also, younger person Kiki Palmer. Cause now I just thought about nope, and I'm like, oh, Kiki. Yes. Palmer. Yes. Maybe this. And is she's like coming horrible. back too. Like she was gone for a minute, and now she's like resurging. And now she also just had a baby. Like what? And is she going also on? just another like surprise baby announcement. She looks amazing. I'm like, she's yes. like, I'm gonna name my kid this like black ass name. It's like Leo. <laughs> Oh yeah, Kiki. Like we ride. Literally. Like, so yes, effortless, Kiki. effortlessly funny. So like that would probably be my four. Like Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that. For me, I would definitely say I've always said this, and I've been obsessed with her since girlfriends, Tracy Ellis Ross. Period. I oh my god, I love her Ultimate like to my core. Like I've I'm pretty sure I told you I was like, I would wear her skin. Like I love her so much. And she's so funny. She's like the rich auntie that all of us want to be. Like yeah. literally living in her Manhattan fucking beautiful, gorgeous, like quirky, aesthetic New York apartment where she's single and just like living her life and like does not want a man, does not feel like she needs to have kids. Like I love that so much. And her humor and just her like the way that she is, like, she's always herself. And she's always been, like, that funny girl. Like, she's never tried to be, like, her mom. Like, she's never tried to be yeah. another Diana Ross. She's just truly herself. I love that. And also, another too, one, like, the Nepo yeah. baby that, like, is, like, my mom's Diana Ross. Mentions it all the time. Like, from the Nepo baby conversation. Like, right. she is one talented as fuck. Knows that Diana Ross is her mom. Brings it up every time. And, like, is not annoying about it. Like, I just, I yes. love her. And like, is not annoying about it. But also... She should be proud that Diana Ross is her mom because she's also doing the damn thing. Like, speaking of fucking Nepo babies, fucking Hailey Bieber and Selena Gomez thing right now, like, that is the epitome of a Nepo baby. Like, she's copying everything that this girl does when she's created her whole life herself. She didn't have to depend on anybody just because she's Justin Bieber's, like, first love. Like, you're his wife. Why are you copying her? You have literally nothing better to do because you're a Nepo baby, because you've never had to work hard for anything in your life. You're like, I'm going to steal everything that she does. Like, I can't wait for her to come out with another makeup line for her to be like, yeah, instead of rare beauty, we're going to call it the one beauty. The one. 
Like Haley, I'm you know what you're doing, and like I'm the one he chose. It's like oh, you will okay. never be Selena. No, the way that I saw a TikTok that's like, imagine actually having to keep an eye out for Selena. <laughs> like that's so sad. Like Oy. the Nikki lyric Oy. came true. I guess, girl. I guess, girl. I oh, guess. God. Also, I think I just saw. I don't. I don't think it was Teffy. It was some. It was the girl that's very similar to Teffy on TikTok. Um. Oh my God. She like makes content with her husband all the time, and she's fucking hilarious god i don't remember what her amber? name was it might be amber i just saw her tiktok of her being like um oh my god supposedly kendall and bad bunny are like dating and she oh, was like yeah. girl and she was like well if you think about it maybe we had them wrong this whole time like maybe he's a dick like and it was the same conversation of like why is harry styles key keying with kendall jenner like we love him he's humble but kendall jenner is definitely not that and everyone was like maybe he's not what we think he is guys and i'm just like celebrities are not these like perfect people that we paint in our minds like maybe they're actually awful like maybe they're literally the most horrid people in the world like you never (laughs) probably that's why they say don't meet your idols do not meet your idols but i will say when i met jonathan majors my dreams came true i wish i could have had a conversation with him he was so humble he truly was humble and he literally was like why are all of you guys here like this is a vi- like he literally was like this is like a documentary that like I was invited to come to but like why are you here <laughs> to watch it right now? I'm and he- why are you here? <laughs> literally? And I was like, you're right, King. I was like, you are absolutely right, King. Yes, oh, why are we here? Because we love you. That's why. Love but you. yeah, um, what's another one? Oh, and men that I look up to. Ooh, mm. <laughs> that's also a hard one. Very short list. <laughs> Jonathan Majors to be honest like before I had a crush on him seeing him act I was like oh my god like he's actually doing it like he's like he's so like visceral and like real but he also like encompasses every role that he has and like it makes sense like he's never gonna be pigeonholed like he could be in the civil war he could be in a fucking futuristic sci-fi movie like he can do it all love him and then um obviously Chadwick Boseman he wasn't with us for long but like wow like the impact that he made just by being that one character like he was so young and like got into the game kind of late for his age but it was still like look at the impact he made like that's that's amazing and beautiful let me name one more woman because I just realized I only said Tracy Ellis Ross uh obviously Angela Bassett oh Oh, my god I love Angela Bassett ever since fucking um Oh my God. Why am I forgetting her name? Uh, uh, I know it's Tina. Tina what? Oh wait, Tina, Tina. Oh, Tina Turner. Turner. Yes. I was like, Tina what? (laughs) Ever since Tina Turner. Oh my God. She's, that's all she's ever been for me since I was a kid. Obsessed with her. Everything she's in is amazing. I just watched uh, the NAACP awards with my grandma, like maybe a weekend or two ago. If you guys haven't watched it, definitely like tune in to like see who like won the awards. Um, But she got like entertainer of the year for, from the NAACP. And I was like, as you should as and you like should. her acceptance speech was great everyone's acceptance speech was amazing and just like seeing black people being black and like being represented and like doing the damn thing even zendaya was there i truly i thought zendaya was gonna get it because it was zendaya for euphoria it was angela bassett for black panther it was viola davis for woman king and it was a couple of other black women and i was like i think zendaya might be angela bassett and viola davis but of course i was wrong angela bassett won yeah so 
crazy. I was yeah, just like, wow, I just, go. I love the blackness that is happening in 2023. Like, I don't know what it, what's in the air for us, but like, oops, but like we're thriving, like we're doing it. We're and even for us, like speaking about being black and like making a mark, we made Black History Month for a company that shall not be named, but it's so good. <laughs> it's so amazing. So and like, good, I can't believe like we were able to do this in our time. Like, and also like all the struggles that we came out of, like we were COVID graduates. We literally didn't have a graduation. We were forced to be quarantined for like most of our careers. And then we were just like handed this like opportunity of like, hey, you're the only black person in this office. You should do this. And we were like, I guess I have to. Like, okay. <laughs> what else am I going to do? So yeah. it's it's so wild. Let's talk about that. So we're not going to name the company for legal reasons, but we will say that we created Black History Month two years in a row. I'm going to let you take it away for what you created and what you did. You can start with like last year and then talk about this year, too. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we were approached at the company that shall not be named um, to basically do a Black History, like, month collection. Like, they usually do drops every year. And they came to us being like, hey, like, this isn't resonating with our customer. Like, they kind of think it's, like, the fuggliest shit ever. So, like, you guys need to, like, we're, you know, you guys are the people that, like, are going to be buying this, know the most about it. Like, can you make this cool? So then last year, it was kind of, like, collaborated when there was a few more of us at the company um, for us to, like, be in the campaign and like design like these cool like tees and fleece items which was super cool and then this year they were like okay like last year was really cute but like this year for 2023 like how do you make it even like bigger and better so we kind of like on the adults um team and like as well as kids were like okay how do we build this out to like a true um a capsule collection um so having like each drop like be based around themes for our spring one it's like about basquiat like honoring black artists and summer is more about like um negro league baseball and just trying to be like, okay, like instead of it just being this like historical like we're gonna you know spew history facts at you how can mm -hmm. we make it where it's like okay we're taking trend we're taking like these iconic fashion pieces but like putting it in this like black historical context i like to think of it like that um mm -hmm. and how can we like just build it out and make it cooler um and this one was cool because we actually like were kind of a part of it they like focused a lot on us as designers and, like how we brought these like collections to life which was cool um and yeah like the product's about to set i think like next week or the week after or something. Ah, i'm so excited like, Wait, so is this is this upcoming product uh baseball league or boss this is this is the basket one Okay, so, like okay. a lot of the kind of like workwear cargo vibes like things yes. which i'm super excited because like we designed some cute shit and we saw like the pictures last week too um and one of the my co-workers like sent it to us and she was like oh my god like this looks so amazing like the stuff on forms um and she was like oh my gosh like you should be so proud so it's been really cool definitely a rocky ass road to get there though <laughs> i will never we lie about that. experience but it's really rewarding like to just see all of our work and see us like getting recognized for it because we deserve that shit period mm -hmm. period. period yes and just to like say the same sentiment like i was given this randomly like i had been at the company for like five months and they were like hey here's black history month do you want to do it and i was like yeah but i'm fucking terrified and the really beautiful thing is i'm an apparel designer sierra's like a fashion designer so like she knows everything about the garments she knows how to fucking hand sew and do all that shit i literally just like make the graphics and i'm like 
does this go on here or does it go on here? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a little farther away from that process. So like she's an amazing fashion icon for us to absolutely sure. love to. But I think that it was really cool just to like have that experience and also fucking terrifying. So let me give you guys the tea on what happened with my first Black History Month experience because I was freaking out. I was talking to Sierra the whole time like, what the hell is going on? What are you guys doing for Black History Month? Because like we worked on different teams and they were basically like, yeah, we're not going to combine it, but like we kind of are. So like talk to like the leads and the leads weren't doing anything. So we were just like, okay, you want the black people to design it, but we actually don't have our hands on it. But you're telling us that like, we are a part of it. And it was just, it was very weird and very separated. And it's very white for a company to do that. So speaking of the whites, there was a guy... (laughs) A guy at the company who basically had the lead on this project. He had not been in any of the diversity inclusion meetings. He wasn't talking to us. He wasn't doing anything that would have helped us at all. And mind you, I'm the only designer that they're talking to that like will put the graphics on, not designers in like garments. And so they're all just like, yeah, this is a great idea. What is your higher up saying? What is our higher up saying? Let's put it on a t-shirt. And then this white man pops up in the chat and just drops a load of shit inside of this chat. And we were just like, what is this? This is not anything that we talked about. This is not anything that we agreed to do. What are you doing? And I think a couple people were like, what is this? <laughs> like, what are, like, can we talk about it? Can we have a meeting? And I had to contact this man by myself five months into the company. I don't even know what his position was. Come to find out, he was the senior designer on men's graphics. And I was like, oh shit. But I didn't know that at the time. So I call him up and I'm like, hey, we need to have a conversation about these graphics because like my name is not going on that. And also our kid is not going to buy that graphic. And so he's like, yeah, let's meet, blah, blah, blah. So he comes to my desk. We have a conversation and I just flat out say like, this looks like clip art, my dude. Like this is not good. It looks like you grabbed it off of a website and and put it on a t-shirt and fun fact it was clip art he it, literally it, yeah. got the artwork from fucking vecteasy.com that's where he got it from because i fucking found some of it i was <laughs> like are you kidding me this is black history month you're gonna take a fucking icon from a like fucking free website like that is so rude and disrespectful like the like think of it this way there was like a black icon of like a hand you know like the black fist that's like taking the black fist emoji from an iphone and putting it on a t-shirt that's literally what he did he didn't do any work he was like i'm just gonna take something that somebody already somebody else already made and call it my own that's what he did lazy and so lazy as fuck so we had a conversation and he finally like was like okay like i'm just a white guy like i'm obviously just gonna take your advice like i don't know what i'm doing type of shit but it was really him trying to be like okay like i probably should listen to this woman because she's the only one that you know is like telling me what to do because everybody else was just like what are we doing because no one's talking we talked about it we collaborated on a few designs and then at the end of the day because the adults team not sierra but like the guy that was over it was not working or was not willing to move on his designs my higher-ups were like we're gonna do one design that is the exact same as adults but we're gonna do two designs that are completely our own because they're not he's not taking into any consideration what we need and what we want and for whatever reason they just couldn't wrap their heads around the fact that like a lot of the times adults want to buy the kid graphics like they also would like 
what we made on an adult's t-shirt, but they refused to believe that. And they were like, no, we know the customer. This is what we're going to do. So blah, blah, blah. Fast forward. It happens. It's cool. We're in the campaign. We get treated like queens. We get Starbucks. We're models. We get fitted for some clothes. And then we had like the longest photo shoot of our fucking lives. It was like eight hours on set. I don't know how models do it, but I would love to do it again. But still, (laughs) like it was it was a lot. And literally it was so tiring. Like our jaws were hurting because we were smiling so much. My lips started fucking quivering. I was like, I can't I can't fucking hold a smile anymore. Like it's too much. And um, it was really, it was really fun. And we got to meet a couple other black coworkers that like we literally would never get to interact with otherwise. So that was really cool. And then this year it was totally different. They actually gave me like free reign to design whatever I wanted. Um, We like brainstormed what we wanted to do. And then they also gave me fucking 24 hours to design it. So again, it's like this ridiculous thing that corporate America does where it's like, we care about black people, we care about minorities, but we're not gonna give you enough time to actually work into it. Or we're gonna make the white man that's the lead of this go ahead and put fucking vect easy graphics on the t-shirt and call it Black History Month. Like they just don't put enough effort into it. And so we really had to like put our all into this collection. And so we know that you guys are gonna love it because we fucking love it. But I'm just really happy that everything that we did was not for nothing and that we're actually listened to this time around. And like, there was just so much that went into it that like, I'm just happy that it came together. Like I did not think it was going to come together. I was like, this is, this is a lot. And then people were also dropping off of our teams as we were working. And so I'm just like, what's going on? But it's, it is what it is. It's corporate America. And we're definitely going to get into that conversation being black in corporate America. But how did you feel about everything? How did you feel about the photo shoot? I felt like it went way smoother this year. And like, it was so easy. And it was like very chill. And I mean, personally, I wish we had beverages and food and whatnot. But it was it was really nice. And it was nice to have that like camaraderie. It didn't feel so like stiff, like it did the first year. Yeah, definitely. Like the first year was nice because I think because like our product wasn't as specialized as it was the second time around. They had more money to kind of like, oh, we're going to have like this black, um, you know, photographer. and like, she's going to be playing the tunes. Yes. You guys, Catalina's and coffee and all this stuff, which was nice. But it definitely um, like the second time around, it seemed like it was more focused on us, which was cool. Um and yeah, I mean, like similar to like your process, like we were brought on like halfway through the summer designing ship for like spring and basically summer that was already done. So we were like two seasons behind designing stuff that, you know, originally we wanted had to have drops all four seasons, which thank fuck we didn't do that because we just <laughs> yeah. barely get the two out the door, let alone like doing them for like spring, summer, fall, winter. Um, but they brought us on super late, which is, again, that thing that you were saying about like we care about, you know, diversity and like we care about like we want you guys to make this specialized black collection. But like you're not you're really giving us like very minimal fucking time to do this, but still want it to like be great. And thankfully that like we're talented enough. Like, I mean, Kome, you right. did the whole the first drop, like basically Kome was like the leader in that and we kind of just like contributed our design ideas so like props to her because we were like girl if it wasn't for you we like wouldn't even have product to be honest um and props to us for like being talented to like make it work under these tight deadlines but it's like those situations that make me think like okay are we actually caring about it though because you're giving all these other you know like tried and true like for pride and stuff like that they have oh my god they have like a timeline like how they do things and how it goes i understand ours was a bit more like we're making it up as we go but looking back it really was like we had to make some magic fucking happen with little to no time 
And I'm glad that, you know, we're out on the other side and, like, we can see the bigger picture. But that shit was mad frustrating, mad stressful. Yes. Several nights where I was working till, like, you know, 12 to 3 in the morning, like, getting this shit done. Um, And, like, you know, I guess it was worth it in the end because I'm proud of what's going to come for, like, both of us. But Mm -hmm. it was, like, not a a rocky road. And it's just, you know, that being black in corporate thing where it's, like, you know, you want to impress and want to do good. But then on the flip side, it's like, mm, where's like the support though? Kind of like if this yeah. was really so important, like yeah, why did you have he who shall not be named uh, designing? Because <laughs> I told you the one that for adults, the one the the thing that this man showed us that was like the mock-ups for you know spring. He had a picture of Rosa Parks on the front, and on the back was her arrest warrant when she fucking got arrested for I guess sitting on the back of the bus. No, like sir and he was and you're he was trying like, to embarrass her in her grave i was like does he was like doesn't this look good it's like kind of provocative and i was like i know you did not just show me that and i was like yeah scrap that shit completely no. like, <laughs> I mean, like elite, even if it was like malcolm x with like a quote on the back because the other two he had like malcolm x i think mlk with like quotes on the back which i was like oh it's boring but like whatever it's not offensive <laughs> Meanwhile, you're gonna put Rosa Parks her in her arrest warrant. warrant. Like, well, first of all, ain't nobody think of Rosa Parks being a jailbird. So, like, let's not. <laughs> I don't even acknowledge that she went to jail. I didn't even <laughs> like that arrest. She got taken to the big house. Why are you trying to bring that part of her history onto a motherfucking T-shirt? That sounds crazy. <laughs> What the hell? Wait, and I'm pretty sure the picture was like behind bars. Yes! Guys, I didn't even fucking mention that. And the picture was her literally holding on like some fucking cartoon, guys. Like it was crazy. I was like, of all the images, she's like holding on to the fucking. I'm pretty sure she was holding on to bars. Or something. No, no, she's holding on to bars. She was holding on to the. Her like name. I mean, uh, the numbers shit that you get when you're fucking arrested. I was like, we don't need to be acting like Rosa Parks was really up in jail singing hymns and shit. Like, <laughs> doing that we don't need to add that layer onto her and like well don't do that to rose parks like don't do that it was just fucking Please. crazy the stuff that he oh that man was coming up with it was I, I, I had my jaw on the floor i was like this is <laughs> i can't believe you pulled me over and that like, man show so me this crazy shit that you're showing me like this is nuts <gasps> so thank god um both of us had to get him in gear and be like listen <laughs> The way that we both had two separate interactions with this man that they chose to be the leader of this is fucking sad. Like, that should show you something is fucking wrong. And, And like, no one else was clocking, like, this stuff that we obviously looked at and we were like, why are you doing this? Like, this looks bad. Why are you doing this? Like, no one higher up was like, this shit looks fucking crazy. And they were like, yeah, okay. So, like, thank God we came on when we did because, yeah, like, that extra care is, like, going to go a long way because you're – I bet you that that would not have made no money. Like, that would not have made no money. It probably would have been – It's like, no wonder why Black History Month looked inauthentic for years for you guys. Like, obviously. Like, this is the person that this is what he's designing. It's fucking crazy. Like, oh, my God. Absolutely insane. Oh, my God. Speaking on that note of, like, being the only, like, fucking voice of reason (laughs) – this whole company so okay here's something else that like i i wasn't able to chat with you about beforehand but basically i've been talking a lot with my professors because i'm looking into like getting my master's and whatnot yes. like what i want to do yes but i actually got to sit in one of my previous professors classes la- this week and so she is now like the dean of painting and she like does yes and like she does like the senior uh like thesis studio things she's just like oh my god yeah come sit in class with my seniors and like talk with them and I was like yes please so I go to class with them 
unprompted to me. She's like, here's Komei. She's going to give you a presentation. And I was like, girl, why are you putting me on the spot like that? And she's like, oh, just like, just show your portfolio and show your LinkedIn. And I was like, okay. And so ironically, like we talked about LinkedIn. They all hate LinkedIn. And then she was like, do you use LinkedIn? I'm like, girl, of course I do. That's the way I get my jobs. And she was like, I told you so. Like all the kids were like, are you like, are you being paid to do this? I was like, I wish I was like, no, I'm not. So one of the girls, again, she was the only black girl in the whole class i'm very used to that as well it is scad which is like super diverse but like depending on what you're in you're probably not going to see a whole lot of like other diversities in there so i'm friends with like a lot of latinas and like i'm pretty sure i i don't think i met any black people at scad now that i think about it like that's actually kind of sad but for all like it was it's one of those things where it's like i'm used to it and i don't notice it until i'm out of it the only black girl in that classroom was like So how do you find a company that's good for you? Like, how do you navigate finding a company that like, you know, that you're going to feel comfortable at? And like, she was trying to like, talk around like being the only black person, because she was also the only black person in the room. And she was like, you know, like, how do you talk about, um, you know, like things that like, that you value? And like, how do you feel like you fit in? And I was like, well, first and foremost, thank you so much for asking. Second of all, it is totally appropriate and acceptable to say that you were the only black person in this room because I was that as well. And so I basically told her, I was like, you have those conversations, even though it seems very taboo, you have those conversations because I have those conversations of like, I'm the only black person on my team. And as a matter of fact, I was the only woman and the only black person on my team for over a year. Like that shit was oppressive as fuck. And they didn't even realize it. They like, they didn't even see it. They were just like, oh, she's, she's doing great. Like she makes really cool graphics. And like, she's just like doing the damn thing. And I'm like, I'm literally suffering. Cause these men are talking about fucking picking their boogers and shit. And I'm just like, what are you like? Huh? Like, I'm just asking, how do you distress a t-shirt? And they're like, no, but actually like the Trump thing is really sad. And I'm like, what? Like, this is not the conversation we're supposed to be having right now, dude. So I want to get your opinion on that. Because my advice to her was like, you have to have that conversation. Ask them about diversity and inclusion. How do they feel about it? Is it important to them? And what is their ratio? Even though they might not have specific numbers, sometimes you may be the only person of color on that team. But over time, if they say that that's one of their important processes, you're going to see more people because I saw more people. So how yep. would you like answer that question? How do you find the place that is good for you for diversity for a black woman? And how do you gauge if they're about the same like morals that you're about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's all too about like definitely have those conversations like they're very hard, but like you're going to be the only one thinking about them. Like it may be and probably will be like, I come from a similar, like I was one of two black people in like my major at Marist. Um, so, you know, it's always been something that's the forefront of my mind, but like once if you're in, if they're the HR people are in a space where like, Oh yeah, like I'm just around a bunch of white people all the time. Like they're not thinking about it. Like you may right. be the one have to bring it to them, which sucks, but like, that's what happens. So definitely having those conversations. Um, and even, yeah, like I think asking even like, if you're going on interviews, like from a higher up standpoint, like ask the people, like, what are you doing to ensure like diversity is being talked about inclusion is being talked about um and kind of just honestly put them on the spot because if they don't have a good answer that tells you everything you need to know um Mm -hmm. if they start stuttering and being like oh yeah you know like (laughs) like well you know clearly time to skedaddle time to skedaddle and clearly you're not thinking about it um and also too it's like um it's always just going to be hard being like one off so it's kind of like 
I guess, thinking of the bigger picture of like, okay, I'm the only one here. I will say in certain areas, you kind of can use that to your advantage. Like I hate to say it, but like yeah. because we are one off. I mean, because we are few and far between, like we got this opportunity here. And if we would have been in a place where there's more people, like maybe not, not to say that my hope one day is wherever I work, like I want to be at a more diverse place. I want to not be yeah. only black, you know, men's designer on the team. Like that, you know, is like my hope and dream. Um, mm-hmm. which is also funny too because when I did like the panel last week um, I was gonna ask you about that yes yeah but I did like the the panel just speaking about like our you know uh, Black History Month collection that we've been working on um, somebody in the audience asked another black merchant at our company was like you know asking the CEO the CEO and, and the CFO I believe like, were there and was asking like what are you guys doing to ensure you're keeping black talent oh you were next and- to I was next to the big dogs I was I was gagging dead on the floor on the floor um and someone asked and you know I feel like I mean they gave I guess the best the best answer that they could which was pretty generic like you know like we're trying it all starts in HR but it's like okay but like HR and like the recruiters they need to go to like these these other areas like you kind of need to go to black areas go to the inner city go go to to the places where people aren't going go to like the DMV area, like go to like Delaware, Virginia, go to all those places. Like you guys, it, it's, there's a lack how they actually can pull people and like keep them here. Um, yeah. But yeah. I just kind of feel like you have to have those uncomfortable conversations. And like, if you don't like the answer, that tells you everything you need to know. That tells you absolutely everything. And right. also just segueing into that panel. How was the panel? What was that? When did that happen? Where were you? Like, oh how did you prepare for that? You looked fucking stunning, by the way. Like I the fucking fur coat, the sunglasses i was like oh she's a celebrity like she's i really it. was in my celebrity bag so like we they told us about this like a couple weeks ago being like okay like fire what we call it, like the fireside which is basically where they go through like the quarterlies and like how well we're doing and they were like this is a new project that we're excited about we want to like hype you guys up and you guys like kind of give a panel where we ask you questions so then um like we did that and originally me and the other designer on adults who does women's for our collection was supposed to do it her daughter got sick and then she like couldn't be there last minute so oh i was kind of like the representative the representer for like all of the adult design and i was like okay like we're about to be in our like fucking barbara walters bag bitch like <laughs> right you're about to ask me some questions about to you know and i wrote down my answers the night before i like prepared but um you know it was the next morning at like 9 a.m like next to the ceo the cfo the coo all the all the letters that are like important all the the letters (laughs) um and it was yeah like a cool panel just asking what we've talked about here about like why we did what we did and like how we came with the collections which was really cool and i tried to write my answers to where i sounded like i had some sense and like you know articulated my words and i think it like went well because people came up to me after were like i cannot believe you went up there and did that i would be so nervous because it was in front of like the entire company essentially like everybody came outside it was like thousands of people and i was like you were outside it looked like it was like an in an auditorium no we were outside in like the little fire pit area oh yeah. shoot i didn't know yeah. that and they were like outside everybody came out and i was like oh i'd be listening to firesides but like i don't be coming outside for them we're, <laughs> always, we're always doing work and they were like this is your first one you've like been to outside i was like kind of yeah but wow. it was like, really cool it was like um cool to be like answering questions and um they were like yeah like wear sunglasses because like the sun will go in your eyes where you're sitting and that's honestly, so smart that helped my nerves See? a little bit because i was like yeah. okay, the sunny's on I'm in my Beyonce era. Like, I'm mm-hmm. what would Mariah Carey do? Let put me put the sunnies on. 
put the sunnies on. Hi, how are you? Um, yes. But it was really cool. I was like, let me be talking, like, for all these people. And I think I sounded and didn't, like, step up on my words. Um, but it was, like, really cool. And then they had a the question afterwards where people were, like, you know, that the people were saying, like, it was really inspiring. And I was like, not me being on my, like, open <laughs> shit, like, yes. inspiring the people. They were like, that was so – and really – um, at the end, one lady came up to me. I think they had like the DMs there. Um, some uh-huh. random lady that I don't know, black lady came up to me and she was like, I just want you to know, like when you get all these looks working on this product, like when you get, when you feel like othered, when you like work at this company, this product is resonating with me. And that's so important. And I just want to let Aww. you know, that, like this matters to me. And I was like, I yes. honestly, honestly, God was like starting to get teary eyed because I'm like, whoa. I have a personal connection with this, but like stuff like that is why this was is so important that we're doing this because yeah. it's the regular people who like, I mm-hmm. don't know the regular black people, which I also made it clear. They asked me a question like, you know, what do you hope our customer gains? I'm like, I want our black customer to feel seen by this because yes. we designed this with them in mind. You know, don't edit my words. It's not the customer. Yes. The customer. I mean, that's black shit very customer. Um, and when that lady just came up to me, I was like, that's what matters. Like these people, yes. like I feel seen from this company that like really has not done too much as of late, yeah. especially for the black customer. And I was like, wow, like that's, that's what we're doing this for. So yeah, it was really, oh my it, God. Was, it was crazy. I'm literally gobsmacked. Like I'm so proud of you. When I saw that picture, cause you guys, I haven't been able to watch the panel because the company is very hush hush, but is. oh They're my God, it purposes. was, it was, I was stunned. I was like, my girl is on stage like she's doing it like I was I was so fucking proud like I'm I'm gonna reshare it I'm gonna reshare it because I was just like this is insane like you guys do not understand all the work that she put into this and like all the fucking like late nights and the meetings and just like always having to like fight for like your voice to be heard and to like actually do things right it's like it all is paying off and I'm just I'm so happy that they were able to do that and what's super weird is um I think I think I did repost it like in a story or something. And it was like two other people, one that I'm not a fan of. So we're not going to name that person. But another person. Oh, my God. Like, so proud of you guys. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm proud of Sierra. Like, it's not a you guys. It's Sierra that I'm proud of because anybody else up there, they didn't do shit. Like, I know that. So I'm going to say I'm proud of Sierra. And that's the other fun thing about corporate America. They add a lot of people to make it look like there's a huge backing behind this. But it was really three designers me sierra and janae that did all of the fucking work like maybe there was like a few merchants here and there that like had to help with like purchasing products and planning things but as far as like design it was truly just the three of us and i also i had to like reiterate that in one of our meetings because i was like hey guys i'm looking at the website it looks stunning but why are all of these people on here when it needs to be the three of us as the main characters like you're not going to shadow us you're not going to make it look like we're just another person that created it like they need to know we are the ones that did this and they basically I basically sent a message in like a private chat with like the designers and like one other person and then that person shared the message to another higher up that actually fixed it because I was like thank you because that's serious like I don't want to be a person to be like I did all this work and like you guys don't deserve to be on there it's like no everyone deserves to be on there but tell the appropriate story like the customer doesn't care at the end of the day but as far as someone understanding the work that we did that matters you know yeah no for sure I'm so proud of you and I love you so much and And I'm so it's just amazing stuff looks amazing like when you were saying yeah like the adults want to buy the kids stuff like hell yeah like I remember when (laughs) 
you were presenting, you had like a couple different ideas for like our kind of matchback idea for fall. And I was like, all of these are amazing. I can see these so being like in the adults line. So just a testament to like you and like, I want the shirts for like myself. Like I'll be buying Aww. kids. The time. Like, like, <laughs> so good. like just like so talented. Yes. Like a testament. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. So next question is kind of in the same vein. So how do you balance being yourself and being a professional? Like we know that we're the diversity hires, but like there's certain things that we can't do because we know that it's going to be looked at as unprofessional. So like, for example, like one of the, like the microaggressions that I've seen is like, if you're carrying something in foil versus an actual container, like that, like the looks that you get or like the certain things that like people will do, it's just kind of like, oh, like, why do I feel like smudged in that situation? <laughs> or another funny like microaggression that I had was, <laughs> I think I told this to you, um, was somebody like brought in their food in like a Walmart bag. Like they didn't have a lunch bag. And I was just like, who the hell did that? And then it was like another like super like, like beautiful, like put together, like white woman. And I was like, oh my God, the whites are out blacking us right now. Like, do we need to start bringing in all of our shit in plastic bags? Like what? Like literally, like, we would, yeah, like we would naturally do that, but we don't want to be separated. We don't want to be like the odd yeah. man out. So how do you feel about that? And like, what, what microaggressions have you had? And like, just being black and being in a professional environment, how do you balance the two? Like, I feel like you're always yourself. And I admire that so much about you, like to the core, like the way that you respond to people, the way that like you present yourself, like it's always who you are, but you're still professional and you're still Sierra. And I admire that so much. And I feel like I have to like turn it on and off like when I'm around my friends yep. versus like you know when I'm around like a co-worker or something which everyone does but you know what I mean like for black people it's different so like how do you deal with that and like what what do you think of that yeah I mean like it's really it's hard because it is a lot of like turning on and turning it off like for work like I feel like I've you know a little bit of myself but like I'm not truly being myself like even how we're talking right now I would never mm -hmm. like be you know like there is a certain yeah. like you know even cadence things that you have to like turn yes. on and off which like sucks and honestly like let's be real that shit is like baked into white supremacy I mean the fact that yes. be, like hey girl da -da 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 -da, oh bitch like I'm using I be using bitch every other word <laughs> honestly that's a swear word guys but I'm just right. saying how I would naturally be talking to like my friends like I'm yeah. not really doing that in corporate um yeah. but also too like it's it's weird like it's interesting because like microaggressions are real and the yeah. thing about being black in corporate being like we're on these teams we're the only ones like it makes us feel kind of crazy because they mm -hmm. happen we experience them and then yep. we go to because hr is all white most of our teams are white like people don't get it um and i've even told you about the story of like one of our kind of mutual coworker friends who, you know, tried to get cute and pull a fast one on me and and a situation that just got blown way out of proportion mm -hmm. on this other person's end where they basically tried to, like, wrap me out to my boss, like, tattletale yep. on me. Um, and, you know, with not naming where we work, but, like, our, our teams are very, like, we're very close and, like, very close-knit and small. So, like, me and my boss, like, I mean, we joke, like, I see my boss sometimes more than I see my own parents. So, right. it's, like, we're on these very close-knit teams, like, you know, they're, they know me, I know them. And, you know, the situation that this person, like, blew up out of proportion, like, it could have resulted in how my mind works is, like, mm. it could have resulted in, like, I could have gotten fired or, like, I could have gotten reprimanded um, based on a situation where 
maybe I like acted or like, you know, put this guy in his place when I thought he was doing something I didn't want him to do. Um, but a simple like pull me aside and say, hey, Sierra, I didn't love how you responded to me with like your tone or whatever could have squashed it. But yeah. this person like made it into something, you know, extra and big. And I had to like apologize to them. And, you know, the more I was thinking about it, I was like, hmm, like, why was that? Like, why did you do that? Yeah. I haven't done that to anyone else how our teams are also at this company like we're all pretty like it's a very social company and a lot mm -hmm. of people even your coworkers, you're kind of mutual friends with so it's not really the type of environment of like you know oh I'm like out to get this person but the vibes of the situation for me it definitely felt like he was trying to one-up me he was trying to put me in my place he was trying to be like yo you know don't you know mm -hmm. try, don't try to like don't try to correct me, even right. though like he felt like I, he was better than you. He thought he was better than me. And he wanted to try to like put me in my place and be like, listen, like even though we're, we were kicking at the club a couple weeks ago, don't right. think that like you know you're gonna try to do this and get away with it. Which is like you know like what like what do you mean? Like why do I have to be put in my place? Me being one of one here, um, yep. so just a situation like that that gets really frustrating. And then you know I'm like, and I'm lucky that I've met you guys. We have other mutual friends who are like you know Asian and other ethnic people. Right. So, like, all have that camaraderie together and be like am i crazy for thinking like this was mad microaggressive like, <laughs> why the fuck would you do that like there's just and no having them like validate you and yeah. having them to be validating it and thank god we have like each other because i was really feeling like i was crazy like you know everyone else and then he came in you know the next week and was like hey girl how are you and i'm like ain't no hey girl like, <laughs> you, just, you just did some foul in my book and like i'm putting up the boundary now which i think that is the other part of the conversation like once you get to a point of like okay like their performance level and like the turning off and on like you kind of do have to like set your own boundaries like don't yeah. let these people think that and I, i've had like the on the lower end to the microaggressions of like hey girlfriend and like when i wear braids oh like, my god trying to get close and touch and i'm like ah, ah, ah. <laughs> don't need to be anywhere near my scalp um so it's yeah. like setting those boundaries are important and like they may get uncomfortable and like they may feel weird but honestly like we don't care about them. Like we don't we care do about them. Care. It's not about that. It's about you. If you don't want a white person putting their dirty, like nasty fingers in your hair, they don't, yep. they do not need to because right. think about it is when a white person has their hair nice, am I going to like touch their fucking scalp? No, I'm not. No. So <laughs> and setting yep. those boundaries is like very important because like they should know that like, you know, this is how I am at work. We can like laugh and like, maybe I'll show a little of my personality, but like you do have to turn it on and off. Yep. And, um, you know, set those boundaries and be like, hey, listen, don't mm -hmm. be, you don't, you don't, <laughs> hey, listen, <laughs> you don't need to have access to my full, like who I am, because like, exactly. job. I'm here to do a job, you know, let's be cool. Let's be friends. That's kind of like the family mentality that a lot of these companies have where they're like, oh, uh, we're so close. We're so this. We're like brother and sister. We're not. You're my boss. You're my coworker. Vomit. Set yeah. those boundaries because, like, they do not need access to the entirety of who you are. No. Well, and that's the catch, too. I love that you said that because that's exactly how I felt. And I remember having these, like, vivid conversations with you of, like, I feel like I'm going crazy because my team, which at the time was all men who were not a minority, and I was like, they will never know who I am. Like, they <laughs> – I think – you know what? I'm going to call this a microaggression because I think it fucking was. They didn't care to get to know me, first of all. I knew everything about them and then second of all they're like yeah we're a family like let's go fucking uh rock climbing and i was like have you seen me in person i'm not rock climbing with you guys also i don't trust you with my life so why would i go rock climbing with you like fucking crazy but yeah. what they did for my birthday which also another fun fact i didn't get a birthday anything last year which was fucking lovely but when i did get a birthday present because that's what you kind of do in corporate america why did they buy me toys for my cats you guys 
toys for my cat. Like I would have been better off with a Petco gift card than an actual toy for my cats that fun fact, my cats fucking hate it because they're bougie and they know what they like. Why yep. would you do that? Like and you guys, can literally the ask the company that we work at, they go ham for birthdays. Like they do whole spreads with <sighs> snacks and shit, like gift cards. Yes. So this is crazy that that's what she Y'all, got. like they literally give like hundred dollar gift cards to like the people whose birthday it is and they rent out rooms and like they go above and beyond for me i got cat toys that's what i got and yep. i think they gave me like a 25 dollar amazon gift card i was like i can't stand you guys like i literally would rather be dead than to receive this gift right now like that was the that was the biggest smack in the face and i was like okay maybe it's because it's men maybe that's what it is so i get moved to another team that's a lot more women and immediately i get like a welcome basket um i got like a little card and i was like okay this is how it's supposed to be this is so nice what was one of the first microaggressions that I got soon as I got to the fucking team? I think I was wearing sweatpants because I was surrounded by men that literally wore sweatpants to work every fucking day. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm gonna put on a pair of sweatpants. I don't feel like getting fully dressed and fully glam today because every woman at this office, fun fact, like wears fucking high heeled pumps, like leather jackets, like they go all out and we're sitting at a fucking desk for over eight hours. Like, why would I do that? So mind you, I still look presentable. I just decided to wear sweatpants. And as a matter of fact, I look like I hopped out of like a 90s magazine. Like that's what it looked like. So I go to the office. First thing I get as soon as I go to my new desk. Oh, you look comfy. Yeah, I am. It's fucking 30 degrees and I'm wearing sweatpants. Yes, I'm comfy. Like it's the microaggressions are so fucking real. Because like, would you say that to literally anybody else? All of the men that I worked with, wore fucking joggers every goddamn day. None of them got that comment of, you look comfy. Like, why would you say that? That's so rude and so disrespectful. Oh, another one. Um, I was like eating this like seaweed. Um, I was like basically like making sushi at my desk, but it was like very basic. It was like canned tuna and like rice, like whatever. And I just like had like a little uh, seaweed thing. So I was eating that. And then someone like walked by and they were like eyeing it. Like they were like looking at like what I was doing. And I was like, hi like i'm eating at my desk as i'm working and they're like that looks good where did you get it from i was like oh i brought it from home and they're like oh you brought it from home like oh and i was just like huh like i don't understand like the company culture of like we all have to do everything together like we all have to go walk and go get lunch and then when we go get lunch we all have to sit down and eat lunch together and then after we eat lunch together we all have to go take a simultaneous shit together like can i have my own space like everybody wants to be like inside of you basically literally and that was the catch i was like first of all i was freaking out because i couldn't be myself and then i freaked out because my team didn't know who i was as a person because they bought me fucking cat presents and then i was freaking out because i was like now they want to know every intricate detail about me y'all oh my god here's the last not microaggression but like this is what the white people do Tell me why we have other friends, right? And um, two of them are Asian, two of them are white. Like, so we, um, I'm talking to one of my friends who happens to be Asian and she's like, oh yeah, I told so-and-so, we're not going to name her, about your crystal thing. And I was like, huh? What do you mean? <laughs> she was like, yeah, I told her that like you like do collect crystals and like you do tarot readings. And I was like, 
girl. Like, no one is supposed to know that, but it's okay. Like, it's fine. I know you were excited, but like, please. And so this, one of the higher ups found out that I give tarot readings. And this woman decided to take me aside and proceed to tell me her entire life story of how she believes she's haunted by this like 89 year old ghost who will not leave her home and that she wants her house to be cleansed. And my response was, I think you should call a priest. Like that is not for me. Like baby, I give you tarot readings. If you like, just need a little, I need a little nudge for your future. I'm not about to go clean no demons out of your house. Right. Like you're what? not Miss Cleo. Like what? Bitch, what is she I'm not Miss Cleo. Like this is again microaggressions. Like you think I got some hoodoo voodoo behind me with my ancestors? Like with right. fucking fears? Like trying to like cleanse your house? Like are you kidding me? It was just crazy. And it's so fucking weird. And I I could not get over that. I was like, the leaps and bounds that white people will go to, to try and like pry something out of you. And it's like, you don't deserve that. You literally don't deserve that. Y'all are so fucking weird. And the microaggressions are so strong and they will never see it. And I, I literally will never forget when that woman was like, you look comfy. And I'm just like, ugh. Like, I and like, that's the thing too vomit. that like is why microaggressions are so evil is like they're for other people like they don't even think twice it's like oh like i just made some comment like why are you so and it's like but subconsciously we know what that means subconsciously like it's something that loki eats at you because then it yep. makes you crazy and it's like these other people they're just like saying shit willy-nilly because they don't know like the historical context of things or like they don't even know like how that's gonna affect you and then you're like mm -hmm. wait and then you go into like the spiral of like now it's like this attacky thing on my own personal self yep. and it's just like awful and it's like no like they just like are talking out of turn talking out of their ass they don't know what's talking the out of their ass but yeah. like you know this is why like the diversity and inclusion stuff of these companies is important because like you should have cultural context one of the fucking um another one i just thought of um when we were working on our black history month project mm -hmm. this girl's not there no longer thank god because she's quite literally <laughs> awful me very casual like we were girlfriends or some shit and was like hey yeah that black history month collection that you just showed that i designed she was like did you like what you designed and i was like i was like and i literally said it out loud to her being like ma'am what are you saying to me, right now? <laughs> me if i like the collection that i just showed in front of all of leadership in front of everybody virtually like you're asking me if i like what the fuck i designed and she wow. was like yeah, yeah yeah and i was like so i'm not gonna answer that and then she asked me later <laughs> being like our you know summer collection is about the negro league baseball and she was like yeah like can we call it like negro and i was like girl did we ask <laughs> uh, like, 10th grade history what are you talking about? like 10th grade mom, you're not calling me a negro it should be fine bitch. you're using it in the context of negro league baseball now if you just calling people negroes in the street and you get beat up that's not my issue but right. what you like just ignorant ass shit like that and then i literally looked at her i looked at my boss and he was like i can't believe she said that and i'm like <laughs> and i kept my cool and didn't knock her teeth into her fucking throat because saying? it's just like shit like that where it's just like oh like you just it kind wow. of wow america is uh, a doozy because then you're like wow it's like, a wow, fucking like, beast made it really far in life and i don't know how they did to be honest I do, oh my god no the way that i think we've had this conversation a million times but like to say that i am dumbing myself down to be around some of these people 
is an understatement. Like you start to realize how much you're like, wow, education really does matter. And these yeah. white people may have these higher titles, but they don't have a fucking clue what they're doing. Like it is a constant reoccurrence. I remember in the same vein of that girl being like Negro, like, can we say that? Um, one of the higher ups on my team, we had a whole, like, I think it was like an hour long conversation girl about the black lives matter fist because we were like, can we use it? Can we not? And we literally, so I designed like handmade a fist that is all of our own. We, we had fucking patches made. Like it was already in the workings and the fucking higher up pulls me aside. It's like, can we do this? Like, is this appropriate? And I'm like, one, I designed it. So yes. Two, it has already been legally approved. Hence why we have patches in production as we speak. Two, if you look at any context when it considers the black fist, it's all about representation. It's not the same thing as the Black Panther movement when they're literally trying to like knock down white people a peg. That's not what it's about. It's about knowing that we matter and we exist and we have now changed the overarching definition of what this representation is, like what this fist means. And I had this whole conversation with her and literally what she got out of it was like, I totally understand that. But like, I just don't think our company can go in that direction. And I just don't think that like our, our customers ready for that. And I'm like, I can promise you, you're going to get a hell of a lot more black customers than you've ever had in your life. I don't care if white people are uncomfortable with it, then they need to educate themselves on it. Like that's not our responsibility. And as yep. a black designer, put my face behind it and I will do a whole fucking panel talking about why it's okay to do it. Like all of that matters, but they don't want to, like you said, they don't want to put in the work of like showing like, yeah, we did the research. Our black designers know what the fuck they're doing. They're just too afraid to do it. So they just don't do it. So we never use those designs. I'm pretty sure I still have a patch and I gave you a patch too. Cause I was like, yeah. hell yeah. Like, are you kidding me? I'll like that was an jacket. amazing design. Yeah. And literally I was just like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like this is a simple thing. This is a fucking fist. Like, are you kidding me? And then um, another one. Oh yeah. Another one was like licensing. Like we had such long conversations like, who can we use? Because again, licensing is like you, people have rights to certain things and like, you cannot buy those rights if you're not with a certain person or whatever. So like we could do like Rosa Parks, but we couldn't do uh, Bob Marley. But then we were like, wait, we have access to Bob Marley. And then the higher ups are like, well, no, he like smokes weed. And I don't think that's like what we want to show to like the kids. And I'm like, the kids aren't going to know that. And the parents are sure not buying it because he smokes weed. And then we were like, well, let's do Whitney Houston then. And then they're like, yeah, but like she kind of like died from an overdose. And I'm like, do you know how many musicians died from overdoses and you're putting their asses on t-shirts? Right. Like who, like Janis Joplin, Miss Janis was a fucking drug addict and you're putting her on a t-shirt. Like, are you kidding me? Like I was so fucking angry and it's, it's just those, those conversations that are like endless. And like, you feel like you're like numbing your mind because you're just like, I can't like, if you guys don't get it, you don't get it. Like, I hate being that person, but like, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't too fucking bad. Like it is not my fucking responsibility and just so tiring. Enough about that. Another one that I want to talk about was hairstyles in the workplace. Um, we kind of have this conversation sometimes, but not really, because I think we're where we work, they're they're pretty good with hairstyles. But I will say I was very afraid, and it might even be like my own thing that I had to work with at the time of like wearing my fro, especially during 
during like my transitional periods because I'm the type of person that loves to change my uh, protective styles all the time. My hair grows really fast. So I'm like, okay, my hair needs to breathe, but I don't want to show up in the office with a fro. But again, that was a microaggression that has been with me my whole fucking life of like, your natural hair doesn't look good. And like, you have to present your hair a certain way. Now I couldn't care less. I will hop on the camera with the fro on. I will go into the office with the fro. I do not care. And a lot of the times I got a lot of good feedback. So how do you feel about your hair? I know you already had an experience with your hair before. So I'd love to hear that, but how do you handle it? And what are certain things that like you've noticed or that you've even changed about yourself? Like, you know what? I would wear this in the workplace. And if they don't like it, then we can have a conversation about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, with my hair, like I usually like wear my hair natural, like wear curly. Um, but also my hair is like a looser curl texture. So even like knowing that and recognizing that like hair that is like the tighter, kinkier curls, like 4C hair is way more discriminated against than like my mm -hmm. hair type. Um, even to where like I have coworkers who like have like kids who are like, oh, like, you know, their hair texture is like kind of like that, even though I'm like, is it really? Are you just like saying that? About <laughs> um, right. so, like, mine is a bit more like, I guess, accepted, but like, you know, I'm still, I'd be like wearing it sometimes, definitely frustrating. Um, and I have done protective styles in between where, um, to like doing them myself, which like pat on the back because that shit was yes. hard. Um, yes. And they're like, oh my God, like, look at your hair. I'm like making such <laughs> a deal about it. And I'm like, okay, like you don't need to, like, I'm not, I'm not, A, I'm not doing this for you. B, like say it looks cute and move on. Like it doesn't have to yeah. be like a oh my god and then and then they want to get all into like i could never do this like that seems like it takes so long all these things and i'm like oh okay, my god that when they're like how long does it take you i'm like i'd be sitting on my ass for six hours I'd but that's none of your ass, business but like put on a movie and like i keep it moving and they just like i mean it's just like the awe in their eyes when you just like yeah like it's braids like i've been braiding my barbie's hair since like i was 10 like i know how to do basic braids and they're right. just so like oh my god like i can't even like put my hair in a bun like i just can't imagine like they're just so dramatic and i'm like oh my god and even sometimes too like when we work from home i like keep my hair in like little snoop dog braids and like have my do yes on. when i have a meeting i will like take my do rag off like put on a hat or something yeah um, i like don't feel super comfortable because i just like know people are gonna be like oh she's like really right so even though <laughs> Whoa. Even though it's normal. Even though it's normal because I'm working from home. I'm not expecting to be on camera. Like, these little bum-ass meetings that they got me on. It's like, yeah, I should be able to wear my fucking do-rag around my apartment. And what about it? Like, Right. And what about it? And definitely, like, as I have my hair straight now, when I do straighten my hair, I definitely feel like the response is like, oh, my God, Sierra, like, you're so gorgeous. And, like, you know, here mm -hmm. comes all these, like, positive, like, things when it comes to, like, when my hair is like this. But when it's, like, curly, like... Not that people say it looks a mess, but I think it's like that deep rooted thing where that's it's like, how, yeah, you know, early and when it yeah. is like more unkempt, like I think that's the stigma that happens with that. But like when I have it straight, it's like, oh, you like look so professional, and it's like there's there's no difference. I mean, I just right. like, I didn't feel like doing this, but like I did this, this right? Time. Um, so like it's definitely been rough, but you know, um, definitely they are more, I guess, like accepting of like black people doing different styles but there yeah. are like the small microaggressions that are just kind of like i just like can i just can i just exist can i just like be literally here? like y'all be literally and, and then even too like with the whole like messy bun thing like i be putting my hair in messy bun and then people again like it's it may be a deep rooted thing within me but then you see all these white girls with these messy buns and it's like oh it's like fashionable it's stylish but then when yep. i do it it's like oh your hair is still kind of like unkempt and right it's like, like don't you want to like fix that it's like ew don't you yeah, want to stop like, looking at me then 
Like, what? Like, like, leave me. Do you want to give me like 12 more bobby pins to keep this fucking hair in this bun then, bitch? Yeah, do you want to do my hair? Yeah. Exactly. Do you want to get the back of my fucked up braids <laughs> that I couldn't see? <laughs> like, what? I will say, too, it's kind of um, funny because I've seen some TikToks about this, too, where it's like um, the the black girls where they like barely do like they're they have like um, their hair is grown out from their braids. But then they're like, yes! on a bunch of white people, they're not going to clock it. And I'm like, yes. the way that when I do braids, this part of the back of my head, is it is it horrible? Looking, is it looking like the Moesha style braids? It's fucking <laughs> Let, no, let, let people say some shit to me it's on i'm gonna be like yes are you clocking that yes. my folks are not even i fucking wish you would so there's I kind wish of like pros where i'm like i wish one of these people would fucking say some shit like that to me i fucking cool. wish but girl that's so fucking funny the way that when i've came on camera like with my fro the first thing out of their mouths is oh my god you look so beautiful and i'm like thank you <laughs> like it's yeah. just hair thank you and then they'll be like oh my god like i can't like uh i forgot what they even said but they're basically like i can't wait to like see it in person or something and little do they know it's like it's like this because i'm gonna braid it tonight like that's exactly what i'm gonna look like so you see my fro now and then i'm gonna be in office tomorrow and have my hair like this like you're right. never gonna know what's coming oh my god the way that there was one other microaggression that i remember and this is from like school it's not even from corporate america one of my professors who i love to death i literally just talked with them again uh this past friday i think um because i went to like a master's thesis show and we chatted up a bit she was like in one of my classes she was like oh my god like i almost didn't recognize you like you change your hair so much mind you she has broken english so i'm not gonna hold it against her maybe she didn't mean it that way but i was just like well it's me like you know it's me and she <laughs> she could tell that like i was a little offended that i was like oh you can't tell us black people apart because we change our hair too much like what are you saying right. and she was like no no no. like i know it's you like you are you but like you change your hair so much like i don't know what to expect and i'm like you'll never know what to expect professor like you will never know because right. that's what it's like being black and she was like you know what you're right <laughs> you're right like, girl i was just like this is so fucking stupid like you're a hot ass mess but um, um, <laughs> seriously, but um, speaking of being in corporate, I, for me, I know I always had to hide myself up going into that office because I know I'm the only black one. I know what I'm working with. And I also know that like, I'm going to be surrounded by a bunch of people I can't stand. So what is your go-to? <laughs> what, is your... <laughs> what is your go-to hype song when you're driving into the office right before you put that bitch in park and have to walk that 10 miles to get to your desk oh my god i mean i'm always listening to like something random but probably like i'm trying to think what i was listening to for a hot minute probably like oh lately i've been listening to a lot of usher i've been re-listening to <gasps> not usher well usher i've been re-listening to that fucking confessions album which has nothing to do with like the hype song but um <laughs> Um, bad girl. Not this is my confession. <laughs> Go into the office. Go into the office. <laughs> Definitely like bad girl or like follow me or like my jams. But like yeah. any like I don't know like throwback. I mean oh Black Parade um by Beyonce. Oh. I finally re-listened to the Gift um soundtrack, which I'm like yeah, so fucking good. But anyway, yes. Black Parade that is like a great high song, especially with um oh my god, so fitting like just the context yeah. of like you know uh you know we build tribes and like the the lyrics of that song are very like we are black as fuck and honestly yes. me through where i'm like let me listen to these african fucking beats bitch like yes, motherland drip on me motherland drip on me i'm like motherland yes. because i'm about to be it's going so to good in this job yes 
<laughs> Girl, same. Good one. Yes, absolutely. I love um, My Power, and I think it was on the Lion King album, yes. which has Beyonce on it. That is my shit. I love listening yes. to that. I still have not seen that movie, but that soundtrack? I still haven't seen it either, but the soundtrack is amazing. Yeah, period. Period. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. God. Well, thank you so, so, so much for joining me and deciding to be on this episode of Mandatory Adults. Um, I cannot believe we talked for like an hour and a half. That's crazy. I'm looking yeah. at like the recording time. I'm like, hot damn. But no you were problem. absolutely amazing. Where can the people find you? Tell them your Instagram, if you want your TikTok, your LinkedIn, whatever. Like, just tell them where to find you. Yes, LinkedIn and Instagram was at CN Noel. Um, and then TikTok is at sci-fi underscore CN. Um, I don't be posting a lot on there. Just like, <laughs> I'll be buying. But if you guys want to support me on things, like follow me on that. But this was so much fun. Like, it was, this was literally like a chat that we normally have, except it wasn't like five hours. But guys, we just normally literally like no yeah back and forth like girl i remember the days when we were on an air mattress in my living room watching the bachelor (laughs) and having these exact same conversations like that uh, like a a work night and we're like okay look we'll do it all tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) literally like we have to decompress and like allow ourselves to like be black like it's kind of sad but like it's so true and ironically tying right back into this episode we watched the first black bachelor together like that was fucking crazy that was that was wild like i i still forgot that that happened but i was like yeah because he looked like fucking dr doofenshmirtz but at the same time (laughs) at the same time he was the black the first black bachelor so just for him (laughs) pick the girl who then it was revealed that she her family was like in the confederacy or some shit she was going to celebratory parties yeah that black yeah that that girl was literally going to plantation balls and was like i I want you to be my hubby and and they talked about it and he was like well uh 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 like it happened so long ago uh 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 and i'm like and a damn shame and the worst part is i think he was he was biracial so like it really i don't i don't like saying it didn't count but it low-key didn't count because his mom was so white like the whitest white you could ever see and he still chose this girl and then his brother was like hooding it up and i was like dude his brother was like straight out of prison like i was like what is this dichotomy that we're seeing yeah yeah, his wow. brother was in manhood. And he was cute too. And I was like, we couldn't. He was hella cute. I was like, he should have been a bachelor. Y'all fucking up. He could have been a bachelor because he had common sense, not Mr. James. He actually did. He had common right. sense, even though he was absolutely like, he had that like, oh my God. The only way I can describe it is the guy, the man that directs Black Panther has that accent where he's like, you know, we're, we out here making so much money and it's just one of those things. Money. And I'm like, yes, like he has like that vernacular. That's exactly what his brother sounded like. And I was like, he should have been the bachelor. Yeah, like, yeah y'all really messed up but oh my god fun times fun times but i cannot wait i cannot wait to see you again i cannot wait for roots picnic i'm so freaking excited summer is coming stay warm babe i love you so 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 much and i appreciate you so much much. and i'm so freaking proud of you and thank you again for joining this podcast i'm so proud of you too i love you so much i want nothing but the best for you call me i love this like (laughs) i will like literally you're probably gonna be the second host at this point like every episode that we do is gonna be fucking amazing like let's just be talking to it let me submit our roots picnic application right now (laughs) (laughs) 